Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx, and joining me today again, I uh, haven't spoken to him in a while. I'm glad to have him back. It's George Pepper, uh, our editor from Lynx. George, how you holding up? Good uh, to know you're still alive. Yeah, you're a different part of South Carolina. That's right. Charleston. Charleston, yep. How, how have you been uh, these last couple of months? Hanging in there, getting to play a little golf, probably as much golf as I would ordinarily. So I've been one of the lucky ones. haven't been too heavily influenced, at least in a negative way, by uh, all of this craziness. Yeah. You play at a course that a lot of people love to play and, and think about, and that's Yeamans Hall. What's what's playing at Yeamans like right now these days? Well, I guess like a lot of places, it's members only. It's uh, 12 to 15 minute uh, tee times. It's uh, don't touch anything. It's uh, arrive 15 minutes before your tee time and get the heck out of there afterward. But uh, that doesn't diminish uh, really the best qualities of golf. And uh, I think there's an argument that uh, it actually enhances them. Yeah, and that's a conversation George and I want to have here coming up for the podcast later on. But today, as we're talking, we're a couple of days away from a piece of, of golf live television that's on a lot of people's calendars because there really isn't a lot of live golf to watch right now. But it's the match two, so Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, and throw in Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in there. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun, but thought that would be a good opportunity to go back uh, and revisit a piece that George wrote in the winter issue of Lynx Magazine, where George has brought back the popular debate, who is the greatest player of all time? The GOAT, if you will. And it really just whittles it down to two people. So George, who are the two gentlemen up for the title of greatest ever uh, and what was the, the thought process behind your piece? Yeah, well, I guess it's no secret that the two guys are Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. And uh, I've been lucky enough to witness the full flowering of really both of their careers. Uh, I was, uh, when Nicholas won his first major championship, I had just taken up the game as a young kid. And uh, I uh, can pretty well remember most of his wins. I've seen a lot of them in person. And of course, I've been lucky enough to see Tiger's whole career. And uh, so, I, you know, with, with Jack turning 80 uh, this year and uh, Tiger in suddenly in renewed, uh, pretty vigorous pursuit of the 18 major championships, I think it was as good a time as any. This, this whole topic seems to be prop, cropping up again. It uh, took me back to the day I met Jack. It was kind of a, it didn't go real well for me. I was uh, at the, the bottom of the totem pole at Golf Magazine back then. It has to be 1976. And as such, I was tasked with uh, collecting ballots for what was called the Golf Magazine All-America Team. And this involved approaching PGA Tour players with a ballot and asking them to uh, name the best of their peers that year in each of seven uh, areas. It was driving, fairway woods, long irons, middle irons, short games, sand playing, putting. Uh, there, there were no computerized stats in those days. So this was the best way of figuring out who had had the best year in each of these categories. And so there I was. And after two days down in the uh, locker room of Pinehurst, where they were holding the World Open that year, this was back in September of 76, I collected ballots from uh, at least 100 players, but uh, curiously not from Nicholas, who for some reason hadn't shown up. But then late on Wednesday afternoon, in he walked. And I was absolutely intimidated by 
the prospect of meeting this guy who was even then at age 36, clearly the the best player the game had ever seen. Uh, he won uh, over 60 of his eventual 73 wins and 14 of his 18 majors. But I had a job to do, so up I went to him and I said, hi, I'm uh, collecting ballots for the Golf Magazine All-America team. Jack, would you mind filling one out for us? He said, yes. And I said, oh, great, here you go. And I nervously thrust this ballot in. He's, he said, no, I said, yes, I mean, yes, I'd mind filling out a ballot. And I said, oh, my God, and I panicked. I said, you know, what have I done here? What do, what do I do now? And Jack said, let me get something straight. He said, you have seven categories here, right? And the deal is I have to name a different player in each of those seven categories. I said, that's correct. He said, well, if I'm going to be honest, I have to name myself in at least four of those, maybe five of those areas. And since I can't do that, I won't vote. With that, he handed me back the ballot and went out the door. And I stood there, and my first thought is, God, what a pompous ass. And then I thought about his, his point. And although he hadn't won a major that year, he had won the Players' Championship and the World Series of Golf. He'd already been voted the Player of the Year and had led the money for the, I don't know, he led the money while playing, as you know, G.G.I. Rodriguez used to say, in his spare time. So as to our seven categories, uh, yep, Jack was the best driver of the year, without question. Long irons, without a doubt. Middle irons, eh, Johnny Miller was maybe more accurate, but not as consistent. Putter slam dunk for Jack. So in that year, I, I thought, you know, I would have probably given uh, fairway woods to Ray Floyd, who had dominated the Masters with his fairway woods. Uh, Hubert Green, the short game. Gary Player, perennially sand play. Otherwise, our All-America team was all necklace. Just curious, was he the only player that had difficulty filling out a list and trying to name you know, six or seven different players for those categories. Cause we're talking about, I imagine if you presented the same poll to someone and you could only pick tiger for one of those categories in his prime, it would be a really d- difficult list to make as well. Since he checks so many of those boxes, was that something that other players struggled with to, to try not to put Jack down for every category? That's a good question. No, and he was the only one who had a problem because he felt he was cheating himself. And I think uh, people being, human nature being what it is, I think the top players uh, wanted to see the wealth being spread out a bit, wanted to see uh, some of them see themselves get a little recognition. Uh, So there was no other uh, problem with that. It was a very inexact science. Gary Player in those days used to win every year in sand play just because of his historic uh, ability to get the ball up and down from bunkers. So, but the notion was that that it was that year's performance that was important. So yeah, typically guys who had good years, you'd figure out, well, what are they good at? You know, what, what, what did Bill Rogers do so well in 1980 that he was player of the year and you give him middle irons or whatever it may have been. Uh, but perennially, Nicholas was up there in driver. It was Nicholas or Tom Weisscott in the driver. And uh, it was Hubert Green or Tom Watson in the, in the short game. And you kind of filled it out depending on who won what that year. So, even back then, Jack was in full flower. Most of us agreed he was the best the game had ever seen, number one. And number two, we weren't going to see anything like him again in our lifetime. But that was, I say, September 76. And uh, little did any of us know, there was a nine-year-old kid in Cypress, California, who was going to turn the game upside down. So here we are, what, 44 years later, 
uh, with one Eldrick Tiger Woods. And uh, it's, I think it's a, a real debate who the greatest of all time is. It really, it, 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 it depends on the questions you ask, and some of them are simpler to answer than others. And the column I wrote uh, a while ago, I asked some of those questions. Like, who is the better record in the majors? Obviously, Jack. It's just, it's not just his 18 to 14. It's his mind-boggling 19 second places to Tiger's six second place finishes. Mm-hmm. Who has the better record overall? Tiger. Obviously, he has 82 wins, nine more and counting than Jack. And uh, it's, it's what's remarkable is his winning percentage. I actually ran the numbers. Tiger has a winning percentage of 22.8. Almost one out of four tournaments he plays, he has won. Versus Jack's 12.2. Now, granted, he is going to, that percentage is going to decline as his career goes on. But I also figured out that Tiger could play uh, 15 events a year until he's 60 not win any of them and still outshine Jack in this department. That's incredible. It's not <laughs> that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just unbelievable. So uh, who, who's had the higher highs? Tiger. Of course he's had the higher highs. He, I mean, he has the Tiger slam. He's held all four uh, major trophies at one time. That's He's won the Masters by, what, 12 strokes, Open Championship by, it might have been 15 or something like that. It's incredible. But who's had the higher lows? Jack. Jack has been more consistent. And I think uh, the big uh, contrast there is Tiger's dark years. Uh, what was it uh, when he just did nothing because of a combination of physical ailments and moral frailty? Uh, he was sidelined for a better part of four years and fell, fell to a, a world ranking of something like in the something over a thousand in the world. So um, that goes to Jack. Who faced the tougher competition? This is the uh, toughest one. Who faced the tougher competition? Uh, The argument for Jack is he had much tougher uh, top tier of players. Palmer, Player, Watson, Trevino, I think they each won six or more majors. And Watson and Trevino outdueled Jack head to head three times each. Tiger has had no such peers. Phil Mickelson is the only one in, in his era who's won more than four uh, majors. And so Tiger's only, and his really, Tiger's only battles down the strip stretch have come against the likes of Bob May and Rich Beam and Rocco Mediate and Y.E. Yang. Not exactly household words. Uh, and Yang is the only one to beat him. On Tiger's side, however, the overall field of legitimate competitor is so so much broader and deeper than Jack faced. He may not have an A team, but the B team is international, it's physical, the bigger and stronger, and it gets it grows each year. In doing this uh, piece, I did came across a, a scientific paper by this guy who based the comparison of the two sets of opponents of Nicholas and Tiger, and he did this big page rank analysis, what Google uses, and uh, proved that Tiger's competition was much tougher than Jack's. But 
still, it's the whole apples to oranges thing. I can't really make a call here, so I call that a draw. So if you take those five questions, which are the really five big questions, it leaves with, with two wins for Jack, two wins for a Tiger, and a tie. So that doesn't really solve anything. I, I think there are are sort of uh, tougher, uh, more ethereal questions to, to ask, like, uh, you know, who's the better ball striker? Who is the craftier strategist, the fiercer competitor? And the whole um, uh, hypothetical question of if, if you put the two of them in, let's say, 20 head-to-head matches, Jack and Tiger, who would win more of them? Obviously, those are very difficult questions to a- answer, but I tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and one way to look at it is to take it back to uh, those uh, Golf Magazine All-America categories and just look at two of them. Who's the better driver? Jack. He consistently outdrove his peers while keeping the ball consistently in the fairway. Tiger did not. Okay, fairway woods. I call that one a tie. Both because, Neither of them had much opportunity or need to hit fairway woods or hybrids, so let's just call them even on that. Uh, long irons? Jack. I think Jack virtually invented the towering two iron, which is now the towering four or five iron for the pro. And uh, although Tiger is really strong there, Jack's uh, misses were less dramatic, I think, than Tiger's have been. Middle irons, Tiger. I don't think anyone in the game, be it Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, Johnny Miller, any of them have controlled length, direction, trajectory, and spin better than Tiger. And then he has this crazy ability when he needs it to, to bend a shot 50 yards either way and make it find the green. A short game, Tiger, I don't think even Jack would argue uh, on that. Um, sand play, uh, again, Tiger. Tiger, uh, neither of them was a gr- great from bunkers. Uh, but Tiger had has a creativity and range of shots that J- Jack always lacked. And putting, again, I give him a tie under pressure. The two of them are in a class by themselves. So um, even those questions, you know, go only part of the way, though. I I think there is a a slight edge for Tiger maybe after those questions. But I've always found that the really telling uh, criteria when you talk about greatest of all time in golf, come ironically from this uh, this 4-H club, uh, this Farmers uh, Kids uh, Association. And they, the 4-H's stand for uh, head, heart, hands, and health. And if we compare Jack and Tiger according to those yardsticks, a very clear picture emerges. Head. Let's give them a tie. Each of them outplayed his opponents in part by outthinking them. Both Jack and Tiger knew how to manage their games and manage the golf course, and rarely did either of them play a stupid shot or blow a lead. So they're they're both head and shoulders ahead of the crowd there. Uh, Hart, Tiger. There was no give up in either Jack or Tiger, and both of them had a knack for summoning their best golf when when they needed it most. But Tiger had something Jack didn't. Uh, an intense, almost monomaniacal work ethic. While Jack, as I said, in the words of Chichi, was a legend in his spare time. Jack had strong resolve, to be sure, sure. But do you think he would have rebounded from oblivion in his 40s? 40s? The way Tiger has? I don't think so. And then you got hands. Again, Tiger. Now, Jack was a mechanic rather than a magician. He relied mostly on one shot, a high fade, 
And not only until late until in his career did he pay much attention to the short game, simply because he didn't hit too, miss too many greens. Um, Tiger, on the other hand, can pluck and scrape and gouge and pound and poke and feather his ball from all sorts of peril and deposit it consistently within the shadow of the flagstick. Uh, I think along with uh, Seve, uh, Mickelson, and Trevino, he has the best hands the game has ever seen. Uh, finally, uh, health. Oddly enough, I give this one to Tiger. Jack played his entire career without any major physical issues, and that's great, but he stayed soft and never got really physically fit. He was spry but soft. While Tiger, although he suffered numerous injuries, suffered them in part because he drove himself. Some would say too hard to, to be fit. Uh, but that same determination and sweat that helped take him to the top has brought him back to where he is now among the fittest players on the tour. So the bottom line is that Tiger embodies those four H's in abundance that no player, not only Jack, no other player ever has. You can argue that Hogan was as smart and that Seve had his good hands, that that Gary Player was as fit and then Hogan again had the guts and determination. But none of those guys had the other three qualities and Tiger's had them all. So, yeah, with all that being said, you were able to kind of use that entire list to make a determination. And what did you come up with? Well, as I said, I, you know, it, 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 the 30 years ago, there was a dinner at the Waldorf where Golf Magazine celebrated the, uh, it was 1888, the 100th anniversary to 1988, the 100th anniversary of golf in America. And we had commissioned a blue ribbon panel to select the players of the decades and then the player of the century. And it was my great honor. I've often said I don't think it was the greatest moment in Jack's career, but it was the greatest moment in my career when I got up in front of this black tie crowd of a thousand people and announced that golf's player of the century was Jack Nicholas. And in my mind, Jack Nicholas will always be the player of the century, but the greatest of all time is Tiger Woods. There you have it, right there. Greatest of all time is playing right before our eyes as we speak. Uh, not as we speak currently, but but he is still playing. So we, we are very lucky. I think you're pretty lucky to have uh, seen both of them as well, basically in their primes, which yeah. is not something a lot of people can say. And it'll be fun watching if Tiger see how close he can get to Nicholas. Yeah. The majors. yeah. Who do you think... You know, the, obviously these two guys stand above everyone else, but who who would even be remotely close in that conversation? Well, I can tell you, uh, back in 1888, we had, uh, I, I think, uh, a ballot of maybe half a dozen candidates uh, for player of the century. And it was, uh, of course, Palmer was in there. Uh, Sam Sneed was in there. He had the most victories, of course. Ben Hogan. And Bobby Jones. And I think that was it. We might have thrown Harry Varden in just as, as a laugh. But, uh, and it came down, at least we said it came down. And I can tell you now, the voting was, it wasn't close. I counted the ballots and Nicholas won by a landslide. But for the purposes of adding some drama to the final night at the Waldorf, at the Waldorf it, was, uh, it was Nicholas Palmer, Hogan, and Jones were our four finalists. And um, but if you think about it, Jack dominated 
the game. He was the player to beat or one of the one or two for, for a quarter of a century. And Bobby Jones's career lasted about eight years. And Ben Hogan's dominance lasted about eight years. Uh, so those two guys really weren't in the conversation. And Arnie may have been the best, be- most beloved player in the history of the game, but his record doesn't come close to what Jack did. So until uh, T- Tiger Woods came around, there was no one in second place. Yeah, and it's interesting, your point, that when you're you're thinking about Jack and when you're in that period of time, you're in your head and in everyone else's minds, of course there's not going to be anyone that comes close to what he's been able to do because of how how much further he went in a, from an accomplishment standpoint than anyone ever had. Then here comes Tiger Woods. It's kind of when Michael Jordan's playing, you're not thinking there's ever going to be another Michael Jordan, and then here comes Kobe Bryant, and then here comes LeBron James, and you can point to any sport. Yeah, well, I mean, you're about my age with Tiger that I was with Jack. Can you conceive of anyone outdoing Tiger in your lifetime? I mean, no. I, I, I don't know. It's so, if you look at the competition right now, there's not really anyone that's even kind of distance themselves from the the young gun perspective and right. um there's not even a there's barely a next mickelson <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know everyone thought it was going to be rory mcelroy um which you know in his own right he's had a tremendous career and he could be the next guy to win the the grand slam which would, would put him up there with as the sixth player to do that but just a vast amount of wins and major championships and awards and accolades. The stat about Tiger winning one in every four tournaments. I mean, that's unheard of. And I, it's hard to believe that that can possibly happen again, but stranger things have happened, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Now we got the coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah. Well, who, who would have thought that that would be something that would happen either, but alas. All right. Well, that was a, very interesting conversation i hope i wonder how people you know those who may not have read george's piece it's uh on linksmagazine.com called goat herding who's the game's best ever some might agree some might not agree so go go read it and make a determination for yourself but george thanks for running that piece down with us and giving us your definitive answer i like that you have an answer to this question oh i always have an answer uh occasionally right never in doubt <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate it again. And until next time, hope we get out there on the course again soon. You bet. Thanks, All right. Al.